Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. Andrea Schultz, welcome to the show. And before we get into what you do, Andrea, tell us, what do you love? Oh man, what do I love? Well, there's a lot of things that I love. I actually, okay, funny enough, aside from work and all of that stuff, my favorite thing in the whole entire world is actually dancing. Dancing is life. Let me tell you, especially when everything is like stressful, especially more than ever now that we're in quarantine, I think it's important to kind of take a break and a breather. And so dancing is that for me. So okay, what kind of dance are we talking here? We talking salsa? Do you break dance? Is it hip hop? What's going on? Oh, man, it's a mix. I mean, you can't go wrong with hip hop or, you know, you've got a little bit of your salsa or cumbia or any of that stuff. I think that's really important to kind of just let loose, especially more than ever when we're trying to be um you know grounded and focused again so for me like whenever i'm just in a mood of like ooh, yeah i'm not really feeling it today i really want to netflix and chill i've kind of just been you know in that mode of like all right i'm gonna put some music on and just like pump it out you know so um that's what i like to do (laughs) okay so when we go through a little bit of your background that might make sense um maybe in, in some realms at least Because true or false, Andrea, when you were eight years old, you proclaimed to the world that you were going to become the CEO of Disney and that started an adventure of where you are today. Oh, yeah. No, I remember very, very clearly, actually. I can tell you a little backstory on that. So um, when I was a kid, I didn't have cable like most kids. So um, I was always curious, like what was beyond what was just being shown to me. (laughs) Um, And so, um, you know, I had shows, thankfully, like America's Funniest Home Videos to watch. And I always remember kind of staring at the TV and being like, I don't know, I'm going to work on that show one day, but I didn't know for what reason, right? Um, But then when my cousins and I would kind of just like, you know, I'd sleep over at their house or whatnot, they would play Disney Channel on the television. And I started getting like really consumed with Disney, like when I would sneak over there there and just like watch the show uh, (laughs) with them. And I also started saying, I'm going to work for Disney Channel, right? Eventually, though, I remember coming up to my mom and saying, you know, I really want to work on television. Um, And my mom's like, well, why don't you aspire to be something more? And I I got curious and I said, well, what do you mean by aspire to be something more? So she did mention to me like the term CEO. So I remember, you know, doing a little bit of research with my mom and she explained it to me very thoroughly. And I was like, that's what I want to do because I knew that it was beyond me just being seen at that time. But it was also, I always felt in my bones that I needed to inspire others. I just didn't know to what capacity. Um, So at that age, I was just very certain that that was what I was going to go after and no one was going to stop me. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. And you've done things, right? The, so this, some of these things actually 
happened for you along the way. I can't wait to share how you and I met. I think that's kind of a fun part of this story as well. But like, like I find, Andrea, when we are in pursuit of our purpose, it's like it wears different faces. Like it, it looks a oh, little yeah. different along the way. And you've had many stops. You're not an old woman. You're very, very young. And yet you've had, you've had a lot of stops along the way and it's all along the same plumb line. So share with us a little bit of your, your adventure into, I guess it sounds like the Forbidden Kingdom here. Oh my goodness. Well, let me tell you, the entertainment industry is like a whole nother beast. That's for sure. So a lot of people don't don't really understand that you really have to acquire elephant skin getting into this industry. Um, in other words, tough skin, right? So um, I was really fortunate and I'm, I've always had this grounded in me where I was a very tenacious um, young lady. <laughs> so at age 10, I remember I went to church one day and um, my mom had pointed out this young, beautiful woman to me. And she goes, Hey, that's the girl from extreme makeover home edition. So I'm sure you guys remember that show, but, um, her name was Constance Ramos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Move that bus. Yeah. (laughs) Ty, everybody. But, um, I remember my mom pointed her out and I was like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. So I just went up to her and I ripped a piece of, um, paper like from church you know the donation papers and all that stuff and I handed it to her and I said can I have your autograph and she said yeah of course and so I found this as an opportune moment to you know really ask her for what I truly wanted and while she was doing her signature I remember looking at her and I said I want to be the next CEO will you be my mentor (laughs) CEO of Disney and she kind of just looked at me and laughed and she was like okay, honey, you're like 10 years old. Like, come back to me when you're really serious. (laughs) Um, So I took her very seriously. I went, I got the book that she recommended me to get. I went and actually created a list of people that I wanted to emulate. Um, I created a plan of how I was going to become the CEO of Disney. And I remember showing her again at age 12, what it was that I was going to go after. And that was when she was like, okay, you're ready. Like, let me take you under my wing. And that's when she talked to me about that elephant skin that I had mentioned before. Um, because, um, being a woman in the industry, um, there, there at that time, um, there weren't, you know, movements like the Me Too movement that a lot of people know about Mm -hmm. today. Um, And so she was preparing me for, you know, those specific things, as well as a lot of betrayal, a lot of um, hardship, um, you know, climbing the ladder, um, as well as consequences if I were to become the CEO of Disney and just laying out everything in plain sight for me to see what my options were. And Something that I really value about that mentor um, really was the fact that she challenged me to think outside the box and she didn't, she didn't lay it out easy. And I think that's something that's really important when we are trying to find a mentor is that. Love it. I love it. And I I think it's fair to um, maybe introduce a little bit of the story of how you and I met Um, my, uh, my 12 year old son. Uh, Ephraim was uh, we were 
we were talking about just some, some of his life goals. And as he, he, he loves art, loves comics, he takes after me. I used to draw myself in, in comics whenever I was like in high school. Well, he's already surpassed my ability at the age of 12. And I began reaching out saying, you know, let me, let me see if I can put my sales prospecting prowess uh, to work for someone I love <laughs> the most. And, um, and we did, and, and through a mutual friend, Dale Dupree, uh, who knew someone else connected me with you and you were able uh, to connect us with someone. And really it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's almost, it's, it's the process that you described when you were eight. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost the mirror image of what I saw happening with my son. And he has been a glow uh, just from the input that happened there. But I, I know that you're not doing that just because, just because, right? There, there's, a, there's something right. to believe about not only receiving mentorship but giving mentorship and like why what why mentorship why is that a big deal to you honestly if it wasn't for the mentors that i had in my life and i mean i have more than one and i've always said this since i was young um that we need three different types of mentors um we need spiritual mental and physical mentors and mm -hmm. The thing in order to be successful in life, um, and it doesn't matter how many you have in each category, so long as you have all three. And something that really got me excited about your son is the fact that he showed, um, you know, little uh, instances of myself in him. I saw myself in your son, which was something that like really sparked me. It was his excitement, it was the way that he. Um, you know, put himself out there. He was tenacious. Um, and on top of that all, like he's talented, like your kid is so talented. And I'm just so grateful to, you know, just put that onto him, like where I know that the capabilities that he has, he can still create more momentum within his life. And I think that's important because just that little belief in somebody can change their life entirely. And I think that that happened to me so many times where one person believed in me and then another person believed in, in me and then another one. And because of those um, instances in my life, I'm where I'm at today because of them. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, purposedrivenexecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. Mm, I, I love that. And one of the things, Andrea, as you were, as you were talking, I just wanted to I just wanted to dig in a little bit. Obviously, those, that's the same reason I do this podcast, right? That's the mm -hmm. same reason that 
like we we give out there's it's almost and tell me if if you agree with this or not it's almost like when we when we are looking to serve this world with the gifts and talents that are in us that when we do that we're looking for and a lot of times it ends up being someone who reminds us of ourselves. We're looking for people who will respond. We're looking for people who will value this. And when we see that spark of ourselves, like that ignites us to the call into action there. And that's what I'm hearing you say there. Like, I don't know what. Yes. You agree? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally. And I think that one other part of that too, is that, um, you know, there's so many kids out there that don't, know how to go about communicating the things that they really truly want to achieve. And I, I really hope to change and shift that mentality for the younger generation um, because even parents need to understand that they need to be involved in their children's lives and the things that they're also wanting to create um, because I had a very supportive uh, family as well. And you know, if it wasn't for my mom and my dad, you know, supporting my dreams and not making fun of them or thinking that, oh, that was a bad idea. Um, you know, I, I think I would be a much different person than I am today. Um, but I know also deep down inside the, the person that I, I am is if somebody tells me I can't do it, I absolutely will go and make it happen. I'll find <laughs> every means possible to make it happen. Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And, and stay with me here for a minute because I feel like there's there's such a momentum and the reason why we're talking is because um, you know you and I we, we spoke just through through that connection and I'm like this is this is this is my people right you find your yeah people. And when you it's almost like you throw up the bat signal and it's not like Batman comes it's like all the bat people come it's like yeah. we're, we're constantly throwing up our signal and we're saying you know who is in this tribe who is going to give momentum who believes this who is going to 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 get behind this and i i know that like I, I guess where i'm going with that is like there's another piece that you are a master at and, and i, I want to dig into and ask you the why and the how or maybe how we get it wrong but that's with networking that's yeah like we're, we're like the people who are like we think we can do it ourselves. I don't know. Like what, where are we getting it wrong? And, and, and what have you seen? Give me your world of networking. Oh gosh. Okay. So this is my favorite subject to talk about. <laughs> um, and I do this a lot with my students as well. And to be honest, one of the things that I've seen as a networker um, and a connector is a lot of people will go to these networking events. All right. I'm not saying that they're all bad. I think that if you go with purpose and intention of who you're really trying to connect with, that is so important because a lot of people will just go there to talk about themselves. And it becomes this frenzy of, well, I'm going to talk about this because this person can give me this. And that is the wrong mentality when it comes to networking because it's not about you by the end of the day. Mm. It's not. It, it's about how much added value can you bring into somebody's life. And there's a lot of um, technique to that. It's not just, I'm going to show up, I have this intention of talking to this person, and I'm going to give them added value. It's way beyond that. It's the way that we articulate. It's the way that we continue that relationship. It's the way that we um, 
you know, we know our intrinsic values. It's the things that help us understand what our story is. How do we fit into that puzzle piece? Kind of similar to what you were talking about, like finding that trigger and that spark within our younger inner child, right? And being able to connect on a wholehearted level, um, but also understanding what you're an advocate for, what your morals and values are, and if that person is in alignment with you. Okay, and so this, these are all the things. Yeah. yeah, these are all the things I talk about with my clients and students um, because it, there's a huge lack of understanding there. And there's a lot of universities right now, believe it or not, when you get out of college, the number one problem is that nobody knows how to network. I have had, you will not believe how many college students I have talked to at universities when I go and keynote speak where, where I say, hey, have you guys, how many of you guys have been lear you know, learning networking? No one raises their hand. So the university is giving you all these tools, but they're not really teaching you how to apply those tools, nor are they giving you any tools to actually get you out there appropriately, but they're just saying connect with anybody and everybody. And that's not going to be beneficial for anyone. So now it doesn't matter. It, mm -hmm. Well, I've, I've talked to trained professionals who supposedly do this for a living and they don't know how to network. And if I were to, if I were to reflect something back to you, like there is, there's such a need. I, I think networking is the way that we take something and we make it like the process of getting to know a new person. Mm -hmm. finding a place of value, um, gaining, you know, pursuing them, gaining commitment, all of, the, all of the things that are involved in the sales process. Most people that are out there do it the hard way. So we, yeah. we start from cold and, and um, but, but really when we look at something like networking, this, doesn't this add really like a turbo boost to that process? You think most of us are doing it, uh, we're, we're lifting 100 pounds when we could just be lifting two? You think we're doing it yes. the Yes, we are. And, and the thing is that, like, I tell my students this all the time. This is why I put um, both branding and networking in the same category, because all creatives need to understand their brands so they can network more strategically in their selected industry. Because if you don't understand who you are, how are you going to be able to know who to connect with? Right. So like those are things that a lot of the times people get in, done incorrectly because they're so focused on what's next versus wait, where am I at currently? OK, 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 OK. So so what you're telling me and, and I love this, I can't tell you how many parallels there are between um, some of the things that, 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 that I share with people. But what you're saying is when you walk into a situation, rather than you knowing your script, it's more important for you to know who you are. Yes. And okay, so so it's it's about knowing the person that is you, um, mm -hmm. equally as much as as connecting with these people, and it's it's that seems counterintuitive. So let me give you a really great example here. Um, so for example, um, you know, a car salesman, and which by the way, I used to be a car saleswoman. Um, at Mercedes-Benz a long time ago. I'll tell you that story another time. But um, basically, you know, if you're a car salesman, right? If you don't believe in the product, the car, right? Are you going to be able to sell the car? Probably not, right? 
So oh, no. let's kind of reverse engineer this for a second. So if we are the car, the product, right? And we don't believe in ourselves enough to sell the product, it's not going to help us really display all of our morals and values and the things that we advocate for to actually connect with the right people. So it's really important as a, as a person to know that you are the product and the product should just be able to sell itself. You shouldn't have to talk about it. People should just be able to see that when you're networking with them, you shouldn't have to say one word. I love they it. They should be able to know what type of person you are. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, so I know who I am. So let's just say, let's just say I was in the Andrea Schultz, um, uh, is it Network Smart? Is that the name of your course? That's right, yeah. All right, so let's just say I was in your course. I'm a one-on-one -on -one student and I've got that down. I know. Yeah. What else do I need to know in order to, you know, to make sure that I'm doing this thing right? Because even with good intentions, we can mm -hmm. show up and, 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 and miss opportunities or misrepresent. What, what's next after I know myself? The next step for that would absolutely be really understanding what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So most of the time, a lot of my students will come in. <laughs> this has actually happened so many times where someone, I'll, I'll say, okay, so what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we may know ourselves morally, ethically, spiritually, like all of those things, right? That's great. Now the question is, do you know what you're really trying to go after? I've had students come up to me and say, oh, you know, I really want to be an actress. And then seconds later, it's, oh, but you know what? I really want to be a director. <laughs> oh, and actually a producer too. And maybe even a chef. Mm. Right? So what happens is you're all over the place. So when that happens, what uh, a lot of people fail to realize that not every single person that you're networking with is going to want to talk about all of the things that you are passionate about, nor do they even care about mm. that because that's not what they're going after. Mm -hmm. So um, something that my mentor taught me, and I, I say this to everybody. Um, so Keith Richmond um, from Disney Channel, actually, he sat me down and he actually produced Full House. Um, as well, he sat me down and he said, Andrea, I know you want to be the next CEO of Disney, but right now you're going after production. So what type of producer do you want to be? And I looked at him and I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, there's executive producer, coordinating producer, you know, all these different types of producers. He just started listing them all down. Mm. And I just looked at him and I was like, oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. And he goes, well, I'm going to tell you something. If you do not proclaim who you are and who you want to become, no one in this industry will take you seriously. Say that again. If you do not proclaim who you are, no one in this industry will take you seriously. It's, it's interesting, like what you just now said. Um, when you meet a stranger, what, what, mm -hmm. what, what, what's normally the first or second question that comes out of their mouth other than what's your name? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? And it's interesting that most of us will go, oh, I'm a real estate investor or, you know, like whatever. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we, uh, yeah. we, we create whatever, like some simple word for that. 
And the interesting, that's why I started out with what do you love instead of what do you do? But the interesting thing about that is, is, is this word profession. Mm-hmm. And, and profession really just means it's what you, it's what you, it's what you say. But for me, like there's an occupation like where you're occupied mm-hmm. and there's a profession, meaning this is what, if you squeeze me, this is what comes out of my pores. This is what I say. This is what I profess. And there's a difference. And so what you're saying is being in alignment with what you want and what you're doing gives direction, but also helps others to know how to uh, relate to you. Absolutely. Yeah. You hit it right on the spot. It's relatability. A hundred percent. Another thing too, that happens in a lot of industries, it's not just the entertainment industry, I'm sure, but um, titles are everything. Um, and unfortunately, that's a thing um, where sometimes, you know, somebody will judge you based off of your title, right? Um, and it's something that I really want to change is that perspective because it's beyond the title. Mm. It's what can you actually bring to the table that is going to bring added value to whatever it is that you're really trying to go after, whatever that person is really trying to achieve, right? So the thing that I really want to emphasize is that I have never gone in um, a conversation caring about someone's title. I see beyond that. So if I can see that person for who they are and like what they what they do that helps me navigate whether or not this person's going to be somebody worth even, you know, my time, or even if they, you know, see me as worth their time. Cause mm-hmm. it goes both ways. It's not just a one way street. So, okay. So, so bring me here there. I think Andrea, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of people show up at these things. And I think you mentioned this earlier where they show up and it's about them. They're going to throw yes. their script at you, which is, which would be almost like an actor throwing, throwing just yep. like saying his lines <laughs> at inappropriate times, right? Or his monologue or whatever. And, um, and, and so I see a lot of people who are selfish and, and probably it's driven by fear. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. You know, fear of rejection. But what, like, what else are we doing wrong when it comes to connecting? Like, how, what should we be thinking when you said we need to see, like, and know what we want to, like, what our goals and objectives are? Like, what should that be? Maybe it's different for everyone, but. It usually is different for everybody because every single person has a way that they articulate or the way that they communicate or the way that they receive a message. Right. So when I work with my clients, what I normally do is we're very like um, focused on who specifically we're talking to. And remember how I was giving you that example of like um, the student that says, I want to be an actress, but I also want to be a director, you know, that example. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, yeah, we all wear different types of hats. We all have different types of uh, passions or we have different types of skill sets. Right. And so sometimes we ourselves have to understand when to pull those skill sets or passions out of our hat at the appropriate times, because Unfortunately, right, people can only take so much information. And also when you are talking to somebody, you have, for the very first time, you only have eight seconds to grab somebody's attention. So you're saying they need a place to categorize you quickly? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you have to be really smart 
and and diligent and do your homework, which is the biggest thing. How how much of this though, Andrea, is that we go in trying to take instead of give? That, okay, that's something that like I love to talk about because um, most of the time it's not just about like taking from that person, but it's really about listening. It's about listening. It's not even about giving or taking. It's about listening and just being present in that moment. Because a lot of the times we're, again, right, as humans, it's a give or take type of mentality. And sometimes it's just really hard to just be in that moment. It's almost like meditation, <laughs> right? So, so like no one else in the room matters. It's the person in front of me. That is, the person in front of you. And then, yeah. But you have to ask questions, I'm assuming, that would matter that actually give you, like, I remember as Oprah said, and I can't remember the exact quote, but she said she interviewed a thousand, 10,000, however many people. And she said, everyone without exception wanted validation. Is it, is it that? And what kind of questions actually create that? Yeah. So really it's about like, when you're listening, you're taking in what the person's really, truly wanting to like receive back. So like when you're listening to them speak to you in a way that is very like open and you're, you're navigating what the right questions would be, that's going to give you a leg up um, versus somebody that is just there to talk about themselves or reverse engineer, like, um, or reverse the role, right. Um, of where that person's just wanting to find out what you do to see how they can be benefited by what their goals are. Um, you're really just trying to just focus on them. Um, and that'll help you navigate like, okay, what else do I want to know about this person? It's not so much about my agenda, but it's beyond that. And and for the listeners, now I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause for just a minute. And now I'm going to change the environment. Even though the environment of of a networking, there there are people all around and maybe that's what you've been picturing. But Mm -hmm. now we turn that into a boardroom. Or we turn that into a sales presentation. Or now we turn that into a mom or a dad in front of their their eight children like we have. Or Mm -hmm. now like, like it's all of these different scenarios that, that Andre, if, if we can give value and validation and understanding of where that person is at and where they're trying to get to, doesn't that always, I, I think Zig Ziglar said, I, you can have what you want as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Isn't, isn't that, I don't want to say gaining through serving, but it, isn't that what it's all about? Um, I think that there comes a point because, for example, um, a lot of the times I definitely never ask for anything in return. That's not something that I do. Now, if the opportunity, because I like, okay, most of my mentors, right, when I was growing up, something that I really valued the most is that they didn't just hand me the opportunity. I had to earn that opportunity. And so I see all of my networking as that, because if I can earn it, then I deserve it. Mm. So that's something that's really important is that like, because there is that mentality still of like, well, you know, I did all this. I should be receiving this from this person. You're still going with the intention of it being yourself. Long heart. Yeah. Right. In the long haul. So like, again, it has to go back to what is your true intention? 
Because if that's not there, where it's, it's clear that there is, you know, no motive behind it. So many more opportunities come your way when you're in that mode versus the one where you're like, oh, I did all of this and that's how it resulted. That sucks. You know what I mean? Uh Um, So that's really what I do is I give a lot of my clients the tools and the um the right artic- uh, the way to articulate yourself correctly so you aren't coming across in those um in that light that's really important okay all right and so so now i i, I do want to actually ask you about that and, and i'm just forgive me for staying in the same place for so long but no no there, there is such i for me i feel like it's more important for someone to know their persona than it is to know their lines. But then once you know your persona, then you should know the lines that go along with that. And so what you're saying is you custom fit the like, Hey, here's what you can say. Here are some techniques that you can, you can say that are going to match you and it's going to match what you're, what you're hoping for. And this is going to sound genuine and it's not going to come off sounding weird or feeling weird because it matches you. Is that, is that what I'm saying? That's exactly how I work. Yes. Because everybody's way of articulation is so different all across the board. Right. So, and you're working with different walks of life. So it can be really difficult in that walk of life to really understand how to like appropriately approach, maintain, and then create beyond that. Um, And so that's what I walk through with my clients is really all of those three um, steps. It. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So, and, and, and we'll turn the page after this one from, uh, from networking. It's just such a strong place to be at though. And I think especially coming out of this, people better be good networkers, but, um, but <laughs> yeah. all right. So, so imagine, so it's, it, you know, a little bit about my persona maybe from, from talking with me, but imagine mm-hmm. not, and, and you've got, you've got 60 seconds. I'm about to walk into a networking event and you've got to change my life in 60 seconds. Like what is the one thing that I can do to build rapport? And like, what's the, what's the one thing you, that you tell me to quickly build the rapport and the connection with people as I'm, as I see you just before I enter into the convention center. Make me laugh. (laughs) That's like the biggest thing. I think everybody comes in a little bit too serious right when they're going to a lot of these events. So I'll give you a great example. Okay. So like, one of my students, um, I asked him, so what do you do? And he goes, well, you know, I'm just the cinematographer uh, that wants to work for Animal Planet and National Geographic, right? And I look at him, oh my gosh, you just lost me. <laughs> you lost me, man. I like literally don't even want to sit down and like find out more about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, pretend that, you, uh, that you're me. First thing, ask me, what do I do? And he goes, okay what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I just make animals and houses look sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So he looks at me and he's like, wait, what? (laughs) Tell me more. Right. So if you can get somebody to really like, just sit down and like focus on you for a second or like vice versa. Right. You always bring back the conversation to them. You say, yeah, you know what? I'll tell you about that later. What I really want to know is about you. So it's kind of like a switch of the role type thing, but it's little exercises like that, that you've got to help you prepare. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And talking to a hundred thousand people, 
I always liked, um, and maybe you've, you've seen this one, but I, I, uh, if someone asked me for a card, I would always carry a deck of playing cards. I would <laughs> like an ace of spades. And then, you know, anyway, so yeah, the, that's, uh, that's fun. I could go on talking about this forever. Now, I'm, <laughs> yeah. looking, I'm looking at uh, the image of you, and unless you've had like a lot of work done, you're not a very old person. Can you reveal to us your age, or is that something we don't talk about? Yeah, I'm actually 28. <laughs> 28, and you've, gone, you've had a world of experience, and obviously, right, you, you started at a very young age doing <laughs> yeah. that, most of us don't. And so at 28, you know a thing or two about cross-generational communication. And I know that you're big on helping millennials and Gen Xers and baby boomers, like all, uh, I don't want to say have a Google Translate, but. <laughs> like, <bring laughs> I guess you on, put it in lace terms. <laughs> bring them onto the same page. Like, can, can you talk to me about, like, what is it that you're seeing there? What, 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 are the, what are the things you're dealing with and what are the answers you feel like that there are in that world? There's a huge disconnect between all generations. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that we all <laughs> don't want to understand each other, nor is there room for making time to just get to know each other either. Um, because I am sure you guys have seen this. I mean, it's happened for years, <laughs> you know, um, where the, one generation will complain about another generation because of something oh, yeah. that they've done. Right. Yeah. So that's never going to end. Um, but really something that I want to focus on is with the millennial generation and something that I see, even with my clients that are in the millennial range, um, a lot of them are impatient. Um, and, they want to already make it. They don't understand why they aren't there yet um, mm. or quote unquote aren't successful yet. Um, and a lot of that I would have to say is due to, of course, social media to some extent because there are so many um, you know, platforms that are giving opportunities to people. But it's also this factor of, um, you know, I want to be famous um, versus I want to make impact. Um, so there's a huge disconnect there in understanding what the differences are between the two. Um, and then you have the X generation and the baby boomers, and I'm not saying all, but many of them have said that it's been very difficult to work with the millennial generation in some way, shape, or form, because a lot of them bounce from job to job um, because they're not really wanting to stay in one job. Um, and I think the thing is that if we were to, you know, create and fix that gap of like, okay, let me as a millennial learn how to earn my respect, earn the place and the right to actually be this person that I want to become. If you're actually like humbling yourself a little bit, because even through my journey, as well like again remember when I said that I was never just handed the opportunity but rather I wanted to prove myself that I could actually do something about it and actually find another means or way of creating that and making it into a possibility if we can shift the mentalities of how mentors or even the older generation talk to us and communicate to us about that um, versus just saying hey go and just do this a lot of the kids 
in my generation would be a little bit more humble and actually like want to listen. Um, so really what I'm trying to do is just bridge those gaps. So um, my students and my clients in that realm um, come very well equipped and prepared to know that that's what's, what they should be doing in order to um, navigate their way appropriately in their industries. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And being, I, I think being able to see beyond labels, right? Right. Uh, obviously look at the tendencies and be able to adjust to those. But um, there is such a richness in each of the generations, one for another, that mm-hmm. it's almost like they, they complete each other, right? They do. Yeah. So, all right. So you have been dropped into this giant networking party here and we have we have executives who are who are purpose-driven um who are maybe hanging out over by the punch bowl we have we have these uh sales people who are selling from anywhere and they're like you're in both my podcasts and so here we are and all of these people (laughs) are around and um and you are now introducing yourself to to these people I know I can't get off the networking thing. I'm sorry, but here you are. <laughs> and it's Andrea Schultz, who is the um, who, who is the the guru and master momentum builder over at Network Smart. How do you introduce yourself? Really, it's all about me just saying that I help creatives understand their brands so they can network strategically in their selected industries. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I want to make sure that people take away from this is that they are actually truly connecting and making connections that can be lasted for a lifetime. That's ultimately all I would say. Um, I don't think there's more to that that I have to say, because I think it's very cut and clear like that my intentions with everything that I try to do is way beyond myself. Um, I really care about people a lot. Um, I think that's something that I really thank my mom and dad for instilling me is being able to just, you know, really understand that, um, you know, everyone has a dream and everybody has potential. And I think that's something that is lacking in schools is, um, and also just in general, like a lot of people are afraid of even just stepping out of their comfort zone, like creating that opportunity. Um, for themselves, because that's all they knew um, was to do it that way. And I think if I can help people see that there are alternative ways to creating an opportunity, that's without fear of rejection. That's really ultimately my goal. Yeah. I, and you know, I want to give you a chance to to drive that one home in a minute, but I believe that I, I don't like, I think when we're looking at our creativity, right. And being creators, I think that's a lot more, that has to be a lot more customized. I don't think that that can come out of a box and a thousand people are going to do it exactly the same way. And I think that's that's the approach that you have with your people. I have with my people. And the reality is, is that, and I guess where I want to go um, or, you know, tee you up on is Andrea, I believe that we are all creators, right? Our creator made us to be creators. All of us have something valuable to offer the world. And too many people, so many people are closed off to that. They don't see themselves as creators. They see that they've really kind of just jumped in line and and they've become consumers. Yeah. So I'm going to hand you the microphone and I'm going to ask you to wake up 
those people to see <laughs> what, what, like the, the, what they, they were made to create. And, um, and then after you do that, Andrea, I'm going to ask you to just share with us a little bit about how we can get in touch with you, a little bit about Network Smart and, and how we can get engaged with you on a deeper level. Absolutely. So um, something that really resonated with me, and it, it, it took me, oh man, a couple years to figure this out, but something that I realize is a lot of the times as a creative, um, you know, it, it gets squashed as we get older. And um, something that I really want to encourage every single one of you guys that's listening to this podcast is that be true to yourself because God shows us our future through our past experiences. We just have to be willing to listen. That's the biggest lesson that I've learned. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I learned that at 23 um, when I actually was fearing uh, the unknown. Um, I had just finished working at Disney Channel and I, I, I lost everything at that point. And I remember just finding myself and wanting to go into isolation. And when I did do that and I traveled up to Canada and I, I went to really listen to my inner, my inner spirit, that was when God really spoke to me and gave me the, the wisdom that I needed in order to continue on the journey and the path that I am currently on today. Um, I asked myself something really important and I'll share it with you guys. Um, what is the number one question that you've been asked consistently from people throughout your life? Um, and it sounds like a very simple question, but it's one of the most complex questions that you can ask yourself. Um, and for me, what I realized was that a lot of people were asking me, how did you connect with the people that you're connected with today? Or how did you get into the entertainment industry? Those were consistent all the time. And I realized at that moment that I had um, my entire life been helping a lot of my friends and family members to figure out what their greatest potential was. And I was helping them get jobs anywhere. It wasn't just the entertainment industry. It was everywhere. And um, I realized that I found a lot of joy in that. And something that drives me to continue doing what I'm doing is receiving messages from people saying, thank you, Andrea, so much for helping me find that greatest potential. Or thank you, Andrea, so much for helping me not commit suicide. Or thank you, Andrea, so much for taking the time to help me get a job in the entertainment industry and helping me see that I was worth much more than what I was giving myself. If I can receive a message like that, I know that I did my job. And if I didn't, then I know I need to be better. And I think that in life, we all have to know that we are becoming a better version of ourselves every single day. So don't be afraid of rejection because rejection is actually one of the best things that you could ever get. I love getting rejected. That's, I seriously <laughs> say that with so much love because when I'm rejected, that makes me work even harder. And it makes me see that, yeah, that door may be closed at this present moment, but that doesn't mean that the door won't open again at a later time. It's all in God's timing. So really like put that into your life and into practice that you can create opportunity out of nothing. If I can, so can you. Mm. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. 
Her name is Andrea Scholz, lady and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. And um, Andrea, how can we how can we connect with you? Yeah, if you guys are wanting to connect with me, the best way to do so is on my social media um, handles as well as my email. Um, so the best email to reach me at would be a c s c h u l t z zero nine at gmail.com or you could reach me at um instagram at andrea a n d r i a c and then schultz s c h u l t z andrea thank you for sharing in an impactful and in a practical and personal way with us today we 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 have leveled up because of you thank you so much you're welcome thanks for having me (laughs) 